it's the new year, and we have plenty more jokes, contests, and contentious issues to discuss. Zowie! So I welcome all our listeners to One Plus One Makes Two, episode 15. And we're going to start right off with a contentious issue. But first, let me explain why it's already February and we're thinking it's a new year. Well, it is as far as our podcast goes because Danny Reel, our producer and technician, was struck by COVID. He was out like several weeks, first with the sickness and then with the isolation time. So we're just getting back to normal. So please excuse our absence. And now let us continue with this week's topic, limits. Get him, Bob, get him. Well, well, hello, Mother Nature. My, that's a real, a real human remark you just made. Well, that phrase does describe my behavior at times. I can be placid, I can be assertive. I can be aggressive and scary too, like boo! <laughs> so you just go get him, Bobby baby. Tell him what limits are all about. Well, thank you, Mother Nature. Yes, our creed, as in last year, 2021, is to use common sense to solve problems, even contentious issue type problems. So let's discuss the purpose of limits. Let me guess, Bob. Sure, Mother Nature, what is the purpose of limit? Survival! Just like about everything else, Bob! Don't you know it, Mother Nature? Survival, you're right. Here's some examples, like next time you get on an elevator, in a high-rise, a skyscraper, you notice there's always a sign inside stating the maximum number of people and or pounds permitted within the elevator. The numbers represent the legal limit. The legal limit ensures the health of the occupants as they travel up and down. Speed limits on the highways have the same purpose. Health, safety, preventing injury and death to drivers, passengers, and pedestrians. How about the sell date or the best buy date on the food you purchase in the food stores? The date you read on the food package ensures that the food you are buying is not spoiled and therefore not dangerous to eat. The best buy date ensures freshness and good health. There's so many other limits. Uh, For instance, blood alcohol level. There's a legal limit which has been ascertained safe for a person to drive a vehicle. Driving with a blood alcohol level higher than the legal limit is unsafe and will put you in a jail. Limits frequently alter behavior in a good way. Unfortunately, listeners, there are many aspects of life which need a limit, but for which none has been discovered or determined. And though establishing limits is sometimes difficult, we can be extremely grateful that Mother Nature has provided us an environment in which the ideological concept of a limit was created. Well, now let's discuss areas of interest where limits are sorely needed, yet undetermined and or unheeded. For instance, there are some economic and political issues, (laughs) like limitations on our national budget or the number of immigrants to be admitted into the U.S. 
or limits on energy consumption or emissions by an industry, an individual, a country, the world. But first, we must acknowledge that statistics determine limits. A limit cannot be just pulled from the blue. It cannot be arbitrary. It must be correctly proven by statistical data. Bob, how about the definition of statistics? You can't talk about something without knowing what it means. Just ask your friend Noah Webster. He'll tell you. You're right, Mother Nature. Hey, Noah, what's the definition of statistics? He just passed me a memo. It says, look it up in my dictionary. Thanks, Noah. I'll do that. Here it is. Statistics. Facts or data of a numerical kind assembled and classified as to present significant information. The science of compiling such facts. Well, well. It says it's a science of sorts. Statistics are used to deduce conclusions not only in basic science, but industrial and social problems, too. So now we are aware of the importance of limits, and we know that statistics helps us establish limits correctly. Well, listeners, I'm going to cut to the chase now. And by the way, I never knew what cut to the chase meant till recently. In movie production, instead of prolonging the the movie with unexciting scenes, conversations, the director would edit out, that is, cut the boring scene from the film and go directly to the chase scene, which is more exciting to the audience. So let's discuss the most impactful limit required that would better things for all mankind and most other species and Mother Nature here. I don't really care, Bob. I know you don't care, but I mean, if we're just to regard you as being an important person, just like ourselves and like the other species, if every one of us, you and all your offspring, are of equal importance. Okay, Bob. And recall, Mother Nature listeners, that we are totally dependent on Mother Nature for our survival. So she... (laughs) really counts more than anything else, even though we don't perceive that as we should. But anyway, getting back to the limit. We must place a limit on the world's human population. The scientific community uses two billion humans as the limit for which Mother Nature is capable of replenishing the quality of land, air, and sea after human use. This assumes human lifestyle with its material demands remains constant for each individual. Now, this is only about a fourth, one-fourth of the 7.8 billion current population. So how are we going to reduce the world's population to one-fourth of the present? It's not going to be easy because it will take 40 years if we have no births to reduce our world population by only one half. 18 years later, we would be down to one-fourth of our original population, which would mean two billion people on this earth instead of the present-day population of 7.8 billion. Now remember, this is with no births during this entire time period of 58 years. Just the same people living and dying, no additional. listeners. This is next to impossible. 
we could not ask all these people to have no children during the next 58 years. And scientists tell us that we need to get down to net carbon zero emissions within the next 10 years. Well, that will require more than hoeing a tough row, <laughs> to uh, paraphrase a familiar saying. Listeners, clearly the world in general, and especially the U.S., has not respected and obeyed the scientific warning and cure for climate change. Science has known and publicly announced the man-made causes of climate change, which is responsible for increases in higher daily wind speeds, stronger and more frequent hurricanes and tornadoes, increases in the severity of floods, droughts, and fires. Isn't that enough? And we all know hindsight's 2020, but foresight counts more. Human-caused climate change was proven by scientific data over 40 years ago. Yes, Bob, well said, but Bob, you have a solution? Yes, Mother Nature. Why, the purpose of our podcast is to present common-sense solutions to contentious issues such as this one. But first, let's discuss the driving force. What motivates humans to effectively deal with climate change? The driving force isn't pretty, but here it is nonetheless. (laughs) Pain and suffering. Yes, when the pain and suffering due to climate change is greater than the pain and suffering required to change our everyday activities, our habits, why face it? Our culture, and by these changes, eliminate climate change. So now, can we establish a limit as to when our present lifestyle must cease and a frugal, respectful lifestyle of giving as much as we take? I'm for this change starting now. But there aren't many takers. Well, (laughs) I shouldn't use that word. There are too many takers. Just not enough givers. (laughs) Sadly, the concentration of CO2 in our atmosphere is now 415 parts per million. Prior to climate change, it was only 280 parts per million. Since science does not have the power to demand CO2 limits, and without a crystal ball to reveal an exact limit, governments are reluctant to enforce laws limiting CO2 production. Businesses and corporations lobby against CO2 restrictions, for they decrease their profits. Sadly, we must wait for climate change, therefore, to inflict its pain and suffering to enough of the world so the majority of the world demands, Bob, let me say it. Sure, Mother Nature, go ahead. Limits! Limits which increase survival, like fewer births, less energy derived from coal, oil, and gas, less land used for livestock, and no limit on the world's tree and forest populations. That's our mother talking. She is a giving mother. She has given us life. She has given life to all living creatures. She has instructed us. She has stated most limits are for survival. We must listen. Her advice is reality, 
not opinions, not beliefs, it's reality. She gives us guidance. We must accept her as the only true authority. And for God's sake, <laughs> tell your politicians to do the same. After all, politicians lie because if their lie is of a positive nature, no offense, Mother Nature. Thank you, Bob. All right, if their lie is of a positive nature, the, 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 the audience, the listeners respond by applauding the politician instead of demanding the data and proof which would confirm the politician is lying. And lies that cannot be disproven quickly often give the politician unearned votes. Well, Bob, you look a little frustrated and stressed out. <laughs> Why don't you uh, just uh, <laughs> tell our listeners some jokes? Good idea, Mother Nature, that might help the listeners and me. But, you know, in these times which are so trying as they are, perhaps some of our listeners can attest, as I myself, for the need of knowledge and wisdom more than just a joke. So if I might relate at this time some proverbs which might assuage your thirst for knowledge and accelerate acumen. So this is why I say, don't run from your fears, for if they catch you, you will be too tired to fight. And when a man falls on his face, at least he is moving forward. And remember, time flies like an arrow, fruit flies like a banana. And good news, hard work pays off in the future, and indolence does now. And for those of you who never want to be disappointed, expect nothing. And hey, did you know that a person is about the same size as the things which make him angry? And please remember, you are what you eat. Therefore, stay away from jerk chicken. And lastly, remember this. Small minds are the first to condemn great ideas. Uh-oh, our studio manager's Mr. I Am Apathy is coming our way. And he's pointing at the wall clock through the studio window. So we better wind up today's episode. We don't even have time to announce the winner of episode 14's contest. If you like our podcast, please donate to our GoFundMe account so that we might buy some more studio time. Thank you. Have a good week. Look forward to seeing you in episode 16. Mother Nature, you're beautiful. I know I am, but what are you? Oh my gosh, you must think you're Pee Wee Herman. Bye, everybody.